0: The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to the second episode of The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We are your hosts, Claire and Selina. In our first episode, we covered a lot. We talked about the all-important question of, so I'm engaged, now what? We covered all things being newly engaged, so if that's you, make sure you check it out. And what are we going to be talking about today, Selina?
1: So today we're talking about the minefield that is parents and weddings, how you should involve them, if you should involve them, and all of that. So let's dive in. One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips.
0: To get each episode started, we're going to have a little golden nugget to share with you guys of our wedding planning wisdom. So, Selena, what have you got for our listeners this week? So, I'd like to think I invented this,
1: but I'm sure I didn't. Uh, my tip this week is to appoint a glam manager. Selena,
0: what's a glam manager?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Claire. Uh, so, this is for the getting ready period of. The morning of your wedding to appoint someone be they a member of your bridal party or a pal or a relative to just kind of take control of the room that you're getting ready in so they should keep an eye on the schedule they should make sure that everyone is where they need to be if your mom has gone rogue when you need her to be getting her makeup done that person can worry about it so you don't have to and they can also be in charge of kind of Managing the flow of the room. So if there's someone in the room stressing you out about something, they will gently nudge them out and say, oh, actually, we have to get started on this now. This is a really good idea. So you don't have to worry
0: about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really good one for making sure that you're calm and relaxed on the morning of your wedding because you want to be in the best form possible, really.
0: The One Fab
1: Date wedding podcast. One of the biggest issues that we hear about from couples is parents and should they involve their parents and how much should they involve their parents. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Claire, what are your feelings on this? You've been married. I know your dad was heavily involved. He was basically my maid of (laughs) honour. He was and he was adorable. His bow tie. Oh, my God. Adorable. But there is a certain amount of having to manage that and giving them areas that they can look after and kind of leaving things aside as well that you don't want them getting involved in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, like we said last week, a lot of this comes down to expectation management from the outset. Kind of being very open with your parents and letting them know what kind of day you're having. I think a lot of parents have a vision of your day in their head already before you've even gotten engaged. They're heavily invested. And I think it's important to remember that they're not just being involved to be involved. They They care and they see your wedding day as a reflection of them in some way and you have to kind of keep that in mind. I don't mean make massive compromises with that in mind but just do have it in the back of your head when you're planning and kind of cut them a bit of slack.
1: And we hear from couples who are disappointed because their parents are really involved and maybe pushy on certain elements but we also hear from couples who are disappointed because their parents aren't really getting involved or aren't asking a lot of questions and then it later transpires that they just didn't want to be the pushy parents. Absolutely. There's no perfect amount for parents to be involved but whatever that amount is for you you need to tell them like you need to communicate with them and say listen I could do it a hand with this if you're interested or Oh, here, we've got this bit covered, but you know what, I'll come back to you when we're doing our flowers.
0: I'd love you to give me a hand with that. Yeah, I do think it's nice to give them regular updates, particularly your in-laws. I think a lot of times, again, it's probably more of a stray couple issue, but where the mother of the groom doesn't want to interfere, but then kind of ends up getting a bit left out because she doesn't know her role exactly. Um, So I think it's really nice if you try and include your in-laws as well as your own parents when you're making all these
1: Yeah, you can't forget about those
0: guys because you'll be with them forever. Forever. Uh, The money stuff. Now, that is a very kind of tricky realm. I think when you first get engaged, if you want to talk to your parents about money around your wedding, it's kind of good to do it as early as possible Hmm. to navigate. So very awkward, though. If they can contribute and if you'd like them to, if you don't want them to contribute, don't bring it up. They might as well is the other thing. But when you're having that conversation, I think it's good to just not be entitled. No, absolutely not. not, not. expect anything.
1: I think it's a difficult one because my general feeling on it is the amount that your parents can request that you do in your wedding to appease them is in direct proportion to how much money they're giving you. Absolutely. Which sounds very cold and heartless but if someone told me that their parents had paid for their entire wedding and that they hadn't invited any of their friends I would say mm, not sound.
0: Yeah, you can't begrudge someone a table at your wedding if they've splashed out 30 grand on <laughs> the meal and the photographer in the van. Exactly.
1: But yet, if someone told me that their parents were nitpicking about every single thing about their wedding day and they hadn't contributed anything financially or in terms of helping them out with the workload, I would say, again,
0: lads, not sound. I do think it's a nice idea too. If you're concerned about your parents having a say in everything, you could ask them to cover a certain element. So... That was what myself and my husband did. We kind of made a list of a few different things. We had like the band, the photography, the wine or whatever on a list. And then our parents picked something and contributed to it, which was nice because on the day it felt like there was a thing that they had covered. But also meant they had a say in that thing and not everything else.
1: Yeah, it kind of gave them something to focus on without having to worry about all of the minutia and the details of your day. that really, they could get obsessed with like we've all heard those stories of the mother-in-law who's like but when will we have the third cake and you're (laughs) like what are you talking about woman where did you get this from if you give them one like area to go in it tends to stop them from
0: yeah meddling in other areas that's a good rule of thumb like for later in the planning as well is to give particularly in like the last week of to give them jobs yeah um so that they have something that they're kind of That's their thing that they're focused on. But also, they're not looking elsewhere.
1: They're not, yeah, nitpicking. They're not looking for problems that need to be solved because you've given them a list of boring admin jobs to do. And there will be loads of boring admin on the week of the wedding. We should talk about the guest list. Yeah, this is so tricky. It comes up all the
0: time. Does your mom get to invite the local priest?
1: Well, if he's doing the ceremony.
0: But you're having a civil wedding in Dublin.
1: (laughs) The priest is her pal. Okay, I didn't understand. That's Sorry, a curveball. I should have painted more context. It's a, it's a really tough one. I always think it's, it's your day. It's important. If it's important to your mom that her whole family is there, like her siblings, all of the cousins, grandparents, I mean, that's a lot for her to ask. But... I think if it's feasible for you and it's not completely blowing your plans wide open, try and do your best for your mom and your dad. Like they're very special people. They've done a lot for you. Try and do something for them. But also, you know your mom and your dad better than anyone else or your parents. You know whether or not
0: they're likely to be the kind of people who you give them something and they ask for way more. Yes. Like I'd always say to couples, you're not obliged to plan a family reunion. If your parents want a family reunion, they can plan that in their own time. Um, it's it's your wedding, and it's people who you and your other half want there. If your other half's never met your cousin, why they don't want to be meeting anyone new on their wedding day? That was kind of our rule was we didn't mind our parents bringing people, but we just didn't want anyone that our other half had never met, and yeah. we're meeting at the first time at the wedding. Do you think it's fair?
1: I think <laughs> it, it's good to say to your parents, "Listen, do you have people in mind who you'd like to invite?" and give them a number. I know that sounds again a bit cold, but these cold rules do stop you from having issues later on. If you could say to them, "Oh, listen, we have like wooden table." that you know we have maybe five seats at like do you have a couple of people you'd like to invite maybe that's a good way to do it at the very start and then if they're like well actually I have 20 people then you can work on a compromise from there
0: yeah yeah absolutely I think having open discussions and being quite upfront about it is definitely the way to don't go. leave
1: it until like Christmas morning when someone makes like a smart comment under their breath <laughs> yes
0: another issue though that comes in when it comes into the guest list is family dramas like your mum isn't speaking to your aunt but you want your aunt at your wedding and that's again a really tricky thing I think you do have to think of the people closest to you and do you want your mum upset at your wedding and how important is it to you to have your aunt there and and things like that exactly
1: and you in your wedding kind of get to be independent of that in a way because you get to almost pretend to be oblivious and to say oh well actually I just made a list based on the venue or other extenuating circumstances around wedding planning and top tip always
0: blame the venue (laughs) <laughs> always blame the venue. If you ever have any, oh, the venue doesn't allow children. Oh, the venue can't doesn't want you to wear that dress. Yes, just always kind of yeah. If in doubt, blame the venue. Yeah, that's They're happy a good, to
1: oblige. That's a good tip for sure.
0: What about when it comes to ceremonies? More and more couples now are having humanist ceremonies or civil weddings. Um, we've definitely stepped away from traditional church weddings. Um, what if your parents have major issue with that?
1: I'm quite hard line on this in that I think that you should, this is your wedding is a good place to make it very clear if you're not religious or if you're not partaking in the religion of your parents, that you're not partaking anymore and you won't be in future. So I feel like if you are not practicing in a religion, but to appease your mum or dad or parents, you have a religious ceremony, then you've kind of opened the door for everything else. The children will have to be <laughs> yeah. raised that way. Suddenly you're at, you know... A
0: communion every Saturday in May. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, oh, God, don't get me started. Uh, it's, I think it's important to start as in your marriage as you intend to go on. And if your marriage isn't going to be at all about religion, or you want your religion to be a private thing between you and what you believe in, or you and your partner... I think you need to be firm about
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Which isn't easy, but no. I think it solves problems later on. I think with any of these kind of things that you come up against, against your parents, it's as long as you have a reason for it and you can be clear in your conviction when you're explaining it, they can't really come back with anything. If you say, well, we want 20 people at our wedding for this reason or we want a humanist ceremony because of this... I don't think anyone can argue with you about that. Yeah, well they can try.
1: <laughs> well, of course they, can, or of course they can try. There are a few things you can say that are hard to respond to negatively. Like, well, this is really important to me. This kind of ceremony is really important to me. This is something we've discussed at length, and this is something we're really happy about. So we hope you're happy about it too, and we hope you'll like be game and join in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's good as well as encouraging them to kind of leave their leave their inhibitions at the door a bit and I think as well when you're planning your ceremony particularly I think with humanist or DIY ceremonies which we feature a lot of on the site we advise couples to get the celebrant to kind of say if you've never been to a wedding like this kind of join in come with us and tell a story with it and bring people with them along Mm. and because I think that's very important in making everyone feel included when their back is up a bit and they're not necessarily comfortable in the situation.
1: Another thing you have to remember with parents is that their wedding, no matter what, will have been very different to what your wedding will be. Yeah. So in their day there was possibly only a religious ceremony and they didn't have, you know, a monk from the Iron Islands come <laughs> and officiate it. Shout out to True Dara. Story. <laughs> Hi Dara <laughs> So you have to cut them some slack there as well, and I think that's where actually a lot of the anxiety comes from,
0: from parents about weddings. They don't know what to expect. They think things are really not this is very generalising a lot of parents think things are a bit alternative when they're not actually so something like a cheese wedding cake or a photo booth or a non-religious ceremony. They think that's really out there and that all oh, your aunts and uncles might judge you for it and they're worried about how it'll all play out on the day. And I think it's about putting them at ease and being like, well, I've been to five weddings that had this and it's been fine. And at the end of the
1: day, people are going to remember the cheese wedding cake if they love cheese and if not, they're not going to remember be at it. the cheese wedding cake. I know you will.
0: Food actually is another tricky area with parents. Yeah, they um, tend to have expectations for a sit-down meal. Yes. Sometimes I think with certain elements, and this also goes for some of the more alternative ideas you might have for your day, don't tell them.
1: Like, Yeah, there are a lot of things that you can leave out and yeah. when it happens, it happens and they just have to go with it. Either they can complain all day and ruin the day for themselves or they can just go, oh, you have a fondue chocolate station. Great. Please let's move on that, everybody Oz please do that yeah with um, marshmallows please
0: yeah absolutely I think it's it's about omitting things we had a reader get in touch recently because her mum wanted them to put in a dance floor it was like a barn venue and she said they had to have a dance floor and I said tell her you've booked a dance floor and on the day there won't be a dance floor and she's not going to say anything which sounds quite cutting <laughs> but at the there end will of still the day be dancing. She, the man probably won't notice on the day There's a lot
1: of those details and if your parents or one of them is a details person and you think they're going to get hung up on those, try and leave a lot of them out, especially the things that are outside the realm of the main elements of the day, like the venue, the ceremony.
0: What should we do if, like, I think for a lot of couples that they fall in and there actually are are disputes and parents say, well, I'm not coming they, they bring out I'm the not. threats
1: the yeah. big guns of i'm not coming to your wedding which it's, is it's
0: really really, difficult. really tough yeah um and i think as you said like sort of have conviction behind what you're doing know when to just stop telling them things exactly yeah
1: know when to you know change the subject like if they are really grinding your gears about wedding stuff don't talk about it with them for a a few months yeah. trying to let the land lie and probably in perspective both of you will be able to come to a conclusion easier you can have it's okay to enforce a wedding talk ban with your parents I think especially yeah. if you have a long lead time on your wedding yeah
0: yeah, you don't want to be talking about it every single Sunday
1: exactly dinner. and if you're getting sick of them going well what's new with the wedding and you're like nothing has happened <laughs> since this time last week ma'am that's okay too. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I think another good tip I would have is to not tell them how much you're spending on everything. Because yep. parents can be either very easily outraged or not thinking you're spending enough on things. Like, I'll give you more money for the wine. And you're like, I'm spending enough on wine. Um, Exactly. Yeah. And likewise, it's like, can't believe you're spending X on a wedding dress.
1: Well, their wedding probably cost... 800 quid. If even. So they are My parents'
0: house cost 800 (laughs) quid.
1: Of course it did. God damn you, the 70s. But yeah, even if they are really cool and hip and go to lots of weddings, they might be still having that number stuck in their head. Yeah. And that might be a real sticking point for them. So maybe just kind of, again, vague it out. Yeah. Say like, oh, yeah, no, it was uh, actually within our budget. It came in under budget, so we were really happy with the rate we got. Move on. Yeah, no, I'm all about faking it out. you got to vague it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do we do if our parents aren't really getting involved?
0: Is this something you encounter with your dad? Um... It was more actually with the in-laws where I thought they weren't interested but it was actually they didn't really know where they fit in to it all. They didn't want to be pushy either. Yes. So even say like the week of the wedding um, I got my mother-in-law over and we had like a little craft afternoon and we did like the tied the napkins and did all the little bits for the tables. I think that was a really a nice way of helping her like get involved in the build up. Yeah. Because I was organising my wedding from abroad so... She couldn't come to the dress fittings or things like that. So it was a nice way on the week of to to have a bit of involvement. Also, I think if you have maybe like family dinners, like the week yeah. of the wedding, things like that. Also, we sent out a um, this is very anal of me, but I had like a calendar of the week of the wedding, what we were doing, where our appointments were so that people knew when we were free. Um, for things like brunches and drinks and That's a good that. idea because
1: I'm sure everyone in the lead up to your wedding is coming up to you going, when can I see you? When can we have a big party? And you're like, oh, I'm yeah. busy.
0: And we had a lovely family day at the week of the wedding to do our, our legal bits. And so that was really nice too because it meant it was like a fun day out for all the family. There's always ways to include them. And I think as well then, in terms of giving them jobs, what are good jobs to give your parents?
1: Oh, good jobs to give your parents a lot
0: of people get their mum involved with the flowers and things like that which is nice if you don't have very specific tastes or things that you're you're looking for
1: food and wine i feel like if you're doing uh like your own wine you're yes. doing like a france run yeah i feel like mums and dads are into that
0: i want to go on a france run
1: for wine. yeah you do um these are not jobs for you there <laughs> <fair. laughs> sorry Stationery, even getting their advice on You know, even giving them like, oh, here's the two I'm choosing between. I love them both. What do you
0: think? Yeah, absolutely. And then what do you think about when it comes to wedding dress shopping? Should you bring your mum?
1: I think you should bring your mum if you think she can handle it and she will bring good vibes. Yes, positive vibes. So if you don't think she will, I think you should just say nothing and say, oh, I found my dress. I can't wait to show it to you and involve her in the dress after the fact.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: But if you think, you know, It's a really special moment that the two of you are going to have. You're really excited. Absolutely bring her. But if you're just a little bit iffy and you think she might kind of make a few comments about, oh, that's very revealing or whatever. Yeah. I think it's completely acceptable to leave her out. At least the first appointment. See how you feel. If you end up going on 100 appointments, sure, bring her along.
0: Yeah. I think even like you could bring your mum to an initial one where you don't know what you're looking for at all. And you're just like picking a single dress up to just go for fun but exactly. yeah I think once you start your proper dress search only bring a mom that's going to be
1: and maybe don't bring her to the one where you actually pay your deposit because she might be appalled back to the money <laughs> <laughs> back to the money topic yeah I think one thing to just stress with parents is that uh they're going to be with you for your whole life and they're going to take care of your kids hopefully and they're going to continue to do a lot for you so if you can compromise on something that's important to them I think you should.
0: Yeah, it's not worth falling out with them over, or worse, burning your bridges with your parents over. Yeah, I think it's it's really important to try and remember that that the day is is huge to them. They're, they've been thinking about it for a long time too.
1: A lot of friends or like extended family members, I'm like, listen, you can go to the wedding and you can just put up with whatever's there. But with parents, I think there's an extra level of investment,
0: and I think it's important to respect that. One fab day. Listener dilemmas. Here on the One Five Day Wedding Podcast, we're here to answer any of your wedding planning dilemmas that you might be faced with. So we have one in this week from two brides. Lena, would you like to read it
1: out? Sure. So this bride writes: We're two brides getting married. Do our dresses need to match? How can we make sure our looks tie in without seeing each other's dresses beforehand? That's an interesting one because you don't want to be twinsies either. No, you don't
0: want to look like... Yeah, like you... Some you, kind of horror film
1: scenario. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think for this one, um, actually what's quite common, we've had a, several brides tell us they've done this, is they've sent a friend, someone who's quite style savvy, to go to the appointments with both and make sure that there are elements of the dresses that tie in. Yes. So they don't need to completely look. If one of you wants to wear a suit, and one of you wants to wear a dress, one wants a short dress, and one wants a long dress. That's totally fine. But just so they don't completely clash or completely match. Yes, exactly. Because it could happen almost worse. Yeah. Uh, if you have similar style, it could. It's a very real thing that could happen. Some brides wear like a a similar sash or a similar accessory or something like that, or your bouquets might match, but your dresses are different. Or you might pick a dress code and kind of go within that. So if you're having a very formal wedding or a very relaxed wedding and you dress accordingly.
1: Or you could even share what designers you're looking at with each other or what stores you're looking at. That's a good tip too.
0: Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do?
1: absolutely incredible or anime and under this mask is another mask
0: (laughs) you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever
1: you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
0: Now I love this man and there's no way that I'm going to give him up to some two-faced, big-haired food critic. Now for something that's not your wedding. So
1: fast you we understand that planning your wedding can kind of take over your life and that is why we've made room in the podcast every week to talk about something outside the world of weddings that your you can work, your homework that you can use to take a little bit of a break from the spreadsheets. It's my turn to recommend something, and boy, have I. So (laughs) what I'm recommending this week is Mariah Carey's interview circuit around her new album, Caution, which I have been glued to. I have seen none of this. Oh, my God, Claire. Okay, so I must have watched like 100 interviews with Mariah Carey on YouTube over the past couple of weeks. (laughs) She's got a new album out. By the way, it's awesome. Also a thing you can use to distract you from your wedding. Mm. But her interviews are fabulous. She did a one-hour interview all about her songwriting... With Genius, which I watched in its entirety and will probably watch again. Uh, And in true Mariah fashion, she is both gas and actually sneakily
0: insightful. Is she on a chaise lounge in her underwear?
1: No, she actually comes across as really down to earth, which is alarming. But then she'll throw in like a, oh, of course there was Moe, darling. And then you're back to like Mariah Crazy Land. But really, really recommend them for a little bit of light relief. The One Fab Date Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We're with you every single week, giving you all the info and inspiration that you need to plan an amazing, gorgeous day. If you know someone getting married who also might like the podcast, please send them our way. And if you have a question for us, you can get in touch as well. You can email us at hello at OneFabDay.com or you can hit us up on our socials. We are at OneFabDay on Facebook, Instagram and basically all of the social channels.
0: All of the things.
1: The Day Wedding Podcast.